Was A Quiet Place inspired by signs it comes at night in War for the Planet of the Apes? Was Ready Player One influenced by Avatar, Wreck-It Ralph, and The Last Starfighter? Is a hurricane heist more influenced by Sharknado or Geostorm? These are the kinds of questions my guest co-hosts and I discuss on my podcast, Piecing It Together. Every week, we look at a new movie and try to figure out what other movies inspired it, whether it's the story, the character development, tone, or even use of music. Every movie was influenced by something that came before, and we want to figure out what. Check out Piecing It Together on your favorite podcast app or check us out on piecingpod.com. You can also follow us on social media at piecingpod. Piecing It Together is a part of the All Points West Podcast Network. It's not Freaky Friday, it's Taco Tuesday, and I ate a chalupa. (laughs) Get off me. No, uh, (laughs) hello and welcome to another gassy episode of Screen Fix, the show where we will fix a recent film. I am host JC, and with me, as always, is the co-host that carries the show. Lady Juan, say hi to everybody. Hello, everyone. And with us special guest he is from spoiler piece theater uh he is the illustrious and the lustrious wow <laughs> david Riedel. that's right david Riedel. first of all watch the hide everybody hi everybody all right and tell us a little bit about spoiler piece theater the place that you call home okay well uh spoiler piece theater is the podcast that doesn't give a shit about spoilers we just like to talk about the movies and we don't and usually do it in that, you know, yes. kind of <laughs> fake and Lauren Bacall from the 40s voice. And with this voice, we give you nocturnal emissions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. All right. So we have got David the Needle Riddle, and he is here to help us. This week, we are going to be fixing another Blumhouse. Is it Blum? It's Bloom, isn't it? It's Blumhouse. It right? should be Blumhouse it, if it's not. Yeah. Because his yeah. name's Jason Bloom, right? Oh, then yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm sorry. I keep on saying Blumhouse. I sound like I've probably said it a million. <laughs> you definitely said it before. I'm so <laughs> the worst host. All right. Uh, no research Aww. ass. All right. Here we go. <laughs> We're fixing yet another Blumhouse low budget horror movie. This one. It might have been the first movie you saw since you were okay with going back to theaters, or you might have streamed it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just dropped on streaming, and we watch it, and we are going to fix it. It's part of that long history, swapping things. What is it? <laughs> just say it. And we're not talking about fluids. <laughs> we're talking about swapping just bodies. I mean, that could be, there could be fluids. There yeah. was, there, there were fluids flying in this one. It is mm. freaky. I almost said Freaky Friday. Good morning. That's me, Millie. Ordinary, boring Millie. I love your dress. I think I saw it at Discount Bonanza. Okay, so I was never the most popular. Homecoming's this weekend. Booker is going to be at the dance. And boys never really noticed me. Honestly, if this was a horror movie, I'd be one of the first ones to get killed. Like I said, but actually, it turns out. Where am I? I didn't get killed. Oh my god, why do I sound like that? I woke up in the killer's body. The Blissfield Butcher strikes again. Don't freak out. You're black. I'm gay. We are so dead. Will you stop? It's me. It's Millie. Hill. Hill. Blissfield. I feel our glory and our might. Not only is that psycho wearing my body, he's killing it. Who knows how many of our friends he's going to kill? Are you sure this is safe? No. Oh my god, it's a slaughterhouse. I have like less than six hours to swap back or I'm going to be stuck in his body forever. Hurry up, loser. I got to take a dump. I have to admit, it hasn't been all bad. I'm sorry, sir. I didn't mean to interrupt. I... Move! How's that feel? I'll make you wish your stupid face was never born. Oh my God, did you just pee yourself? Oh, come and get it. Oh. 
Look, I know I look like the butcher, but it's Millie. He's crazy. Okay, Booker, can you look at me, please? Booker! Dry up, bitch. Booker, help! Booker! Will you shut up? Booker! <laughs> okay, Freaky is our murderous twist on Freaky Friday. In fact, this movie was originally titled Freaky Friday the 13th. Ooh. Oh. Yeah. Right. Change it back. Fix number one. <laughs> yeah. Why? Why was? Why did they? That's a better title. Yeah. Why did they yeah. change that shit? They're like it's it's too on the nose. I find it shocking to believe that this movie would think anything is too on the nose and make a decision <laughs> on that. Yeah. That's so what this true. movie does. Everything is so obvious. So yeah, uh, <laughs> it's part of that long history of uh, body swapping classics. <laughs> I believe the one that really started them all was, of course, the one that this is based on. Well, not based on, but inspired by, which is Freaky Friday. That one from the what was that early seventies movie with mm-hmm. Haley Mills and, right? and Jodie Foster. Am Ooh. I remembering that correctly or no? Oh. Or I don't or, know. Or was that one of the remakes? I don't know. I read the book. I didn't. I don't know. Yeah, it is. It's based on a book. It's true. Yeah, I read the book like when I was in middle school. Of course, Freaky Friday has been remade, I think, like four times. And now we've got this one, which is a uh, spiritual (laughs) remake, I guess. I don't know. And a lot of these movies, they always played in the same gender. So that's why we got Freaky Friday. We've got the mom and daughter. We've got some stuff like Vice Versa, where we got Fred Savage and Judge Reinhold. But then we got the OG gender body swap which was Hot Chick with Rob Schneider breaking new ground. It's me, Jessica. (laughs) Nobody knew the importance of the Hot Chick. It is a film milestone. Yeah, you can't get enough Rob Schneider. Wait a minute. I feel like somebody who became much more famous than Rob Schneider is in that too. Isn't it Rachel McAdams? Isn't she the Hot Chick? Yes, it is. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Right. (laughs) <laughs> so many milestones for the hot chick. Uh, this really needs a Criterion release. Oh, that would be amazing. <laughs> I would buy that fucking Blu-ray. <laughs> oh, oh man. my god! It's directed by Christopher Landon. Uh, he kind of, uh, I guess, really got his career going as the writer of Paranormal Activity Two. Paranormal Activity 3, and Paranormal Activity 4, and he even directed Paranormal Activity, the marked ones, so he's had a lot of activity on Paranormal Activity. (laughs) He also directed Happy Death Day and Happy Death Day to You, which were surprise hits, so it's no doubt Mm -hmm. that he would get another shot at some kind of goofy comedy horror, because they were hits. So yeah, Happy Death Day, delightful, delightful death and killing. And happy death day to you. A great, uh, I don't know about great, fuck. Uh, a good idea for a sequel that like really didn't, for a movie that really didn't need a sequel or have room for one. So I agree. I, I watch Happy Death Day to you and I'm like, this is the first one just with more characters. Mm-hmm. It ha- It's just happening to more people. I'm like, I, like I, don't, I don't know why I need to see this either. And there's also uh, a big th- long explanation for why it's all happening in Happy Death Day to you, <sighs> which Wonderful. I Aww. guess kind of works sort of. It's fine. I hate explanations in movies. Yeah. I'm not a fan. Yeah. There are some, some movies that are just are like egregious with it. Yeah. I feel like in horror movies, the problem when they explain things is it's it's not scary anymore once you realize yeah. that, Stop it. you know, like, oh, if you can get rid of this guy if you just swing a dead cat over your head and then throw it at him. You know, it's whatever. Yeah. yeah that's like what, what happens when we have all these great movie villains that like Friday the 13th and... Uh, suddenly they start trying to give you the the background of Mike Myers and suddenly he ends up some like Celtic spirit yeah. by the time you're by the time you're in Friday the 13th part 17 you're like this is ridiculous he's no longer scary it's so stupid they ruin it too much information is bad this also happened to us um another bloomhouse movie remember check the back catalog the movie us remember we kept saying like stop explaining it it. like stop because the more you're explaining it the more it's not making any sense stop it ruins it it's literally what's wrong with that movie if you don't explain it it's perfect yeah if there's just like a doppelganger who can't speak and wants to kill you fucking scary. scary Yeah. yeah. And it's like, what's he doing down there? What the heck? How does it, like, you know, oh my God, when it started explaining everything. We're going like, to tangent Stop. into another episode. <laughs> How are there millions of red jumpsuits? Help. 
what the hell? Like, <laughs> so many questions. I can't explain any. Yeah. Anyway, why, I'm doing a lot of like ah, high voice things today, and I don't I don't know why. So this movie it stars Vince Vaughn is our slasher dude, the butcher. Of course, uh, Vince Vaughn from Swingers, from Old School, from Psycho. Yes. <laughs> Ooh, the silk. He was big for a minute, and then now it seems like he's in like smaller stuff. He's still very big. He's so tall. He is a big dude. Well, he's, he is, he is very gigantic. But... Which is a plot point in this movie. Mm-hmm. I saw him in a hotel. Uh, I was in Austin. I was there for something else, but I was there simultaneously. I, I was attending a Fantastic Fest, and it was when the movie, the one where he just stomps skulls the whole time, Brawl and Cell Block 99. Okay. It was when that movie came out, uh, which is basically just, if you want to see people's skulls get stomped over and over, um, go watch that one. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, he was walking through the hotel, and he was gigantic. He was a very large man. Uh, anyway, so I can attest. Uh, I did not get starstruck. I still have only ever been starstruck by one person. Who? I wonder if I've told this on the podcast here. I don't know if I if I have. Have I? Have I told this? Honestly, I don't remember. So um, you should say Melissa Gilbert. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Melissa Gilbert. No, actually, it's very very random. So the only. Oh, hold on. L- let me just set a scene. Let me oh just set God. a scene. All right, here we go. So I am in a cafe. I'm living in L.A. I'm working on. I don't know what I was working on at that time. I think I was working on a TV show called Haunted Hotels. Okay. And uh, I was at breakfast. It was really early. It was like a really famous cafe too. It was like the one in um, at the end of Swingers actually. Speaking oh. of Vince Vaughn. Huh. We were there and I'm eating my, my breakfast and I suddenly look up and in walks this Hollywood starlet. My throat closed. I couldn't breathe. and the, I can't the, breathe. Who is it? My friend across from me was oh like. Oh my God, tell me. What's wrong with you? And I go, <gasps> Minnie, Minnie. It was Minnie Driver. Ah. <laughs> I don't so know. weird. I don't know why the only person who has ever starstruck me was Minnie Driver. It was very strange. Wow. She was so much taller than I expected. I think that's why. She was huge. She was super tall. And, she, and it was like this person just came floating into this cafe and i was like <gasps> anyway yeah mini driver is the only person that ever i got she's 510 yeah there you go yeah. so huh. she was tall. tall she was she was taller than i expected and i was like look at this tall drink <gasps> I, I, I need water <laughs> continuing on okay it also stars katherine newton it's not a cookie mother <laughs> um <laughs> so weird uh, oh, the coffee is kicking in. Oh, yeah. Coffee. <laughs> All right, here we go. Uh, she's been on numerous TV shows like Supernatural, Big Little Lies, Halt and Catch Fire, but also movies like Three Billboards Over Ebbing, Missouri, Detective Pokemon Pikachu, and also oh. surprise hit Blockers. She was in Blockers. Um, oh. The one where John Cena had beer shoot out of his butthole. I don't know about this. No, 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 no. It's too late. It's already in. It's yeah. in you. It's part of Ooh. you now. That, yeah, that one. I'm sorry I missed um, that one. Yeah. yeah. I wish I had not seen a, <laughs> any of that. Right, here we go. We have Kate Finneran as the alcoholic mother. We've got Misha Osherovich as Josh Detmer, which is uh, Millie's friend. And then I forget everybody else in this movie. So anyway, um, <laughs> we have a, a sister. And then another important character, Millie's sister, who's a police officer, is played by Dana Drory. Very interesting last name. Wow. You remember how stars used to change their names to make it easier to pronounce? They should do that They don't that do still. that shit anymore. Yeah. So this is Dana D-R-O-R-I. Drory? Drory. I think it's pronounced Finch. Drory. Dana Finch. <laughs> change it to Dana Finch. God damn it. All right. Anyway. Oh, and also there's a little uh, little guest star there. We've got Cameron himself, Alan Ruck. Oh, yeah. oh right. Yeah. Is Mr. Bernardi yeah. Millie's shop teacher? Abusive yeah. shop teacher. He's yeah. awful. And he has weird yeah. cowboy facial hair. Yelling. Yeah. yeah, and he does have like that <laughs> cowboy mustache going on yeah. for some reason. Yeah, I have a gripe about him, but about his character, Her, not yeah. about Alan Ruck. Sorry. Alan Ruck is delightful. Yeah. Yeah, he he should have said something Cameron y though. <laughs> He really should like I know, but I just feel like if he's in a- anything now, he should he just say it. Like he owes his whole career to that. He should have told her to call her sir, goddammit. That's what he should have done. Call me sir, goddammit. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Bernardi, call, call me sir, sir goddammit. God oh my god, that would have been so fucking good. <laughs> he should have yelled at her and said, I'm gonna send you down to Edward Rooney's office. <laughs> <laughs> 
god. <laughs> he or he should have said, "You've been absent nine times." Nine times. <laughs> anyway, all right, Steve, we're getting off track. Get on track. Get on track. Hold on. <sighs> on track. I'm think. gonna leave that in. <laughs> <laughs> on track, but I don't know where this train's going. <laughs> all right, so so that was who starred in this one, this bloom this Bloomhouse picture. You know, right when the pandemic started, there was a bunch of Blumhouse out. The Invisible Man, The Hunt was out, Fantasy Island, but I doubt Bloomhouse wants to talk about that at all. Oh. God, I forgot. Yeah. There was a whole bunch of Blumhouse out right before it started. And now we got Blumhouse all this time later when people might be coming back to theaters. Do you think that Blumhouse, which is, you know, the horror house that keeps its budgets low, making the movies always profitable? Because really, in a way, isn't that what horror is, is supposed to be? And is is that why it's saving franchises like The Invisible Man and, and Halloween? And this one shot for $5 million in 35 days. Are you on board with this Blumhouse chain? Do you think it's good for horror or bad for horror? Riedel. Oh, oh. <laughs> I think it's like, I mean, why, who cares if it's good or bad? I mean, you know, they, it's fine. I like the low budge. I like the horror. You know, as long as I'm enjoying something, I don't really spend too much time thinking about how much it costs unless it looks like it costs $5 million. And then it's like, well, okay, let's maybe, you know, bump up the cameras <laughs> a little bit and get an AC who knows how to clean a lens. And But... um <laughs> Otherwise, yeah, there are so many Bloomhouse movies. I don't know how many I've actually seen. Yeah. Just, you know, and they're varied in quality, just like any studio, etc. But I kind of dig the low-budge horror. I like horror movies. I'm down with the horror, generally speaking. So the more, the better, as far as I'm concerned. Cool. What's your opinion on this Bloomhouse phenomenon, Lady One? I feel like the real phenomenon is how you cannot decide how you want to say it. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I keep switching back Like, literally, I'm not going to be able to fix that in post. I'm going to have to leave some of them in because you haven't J- given list, me enough. Just Leave, leave all of them in. Don't okay. take a single one out. I'm gonna just fall on this sword. It's fine. <laughs> uh, I I feel similar. As long as it's good, I don't I don't care how they manage to put it together. Speaking of good, then, what's your opinion on this killer and his paper mache mask? Like, were you in, like were you into the the look of the butcher? Uh, since you like horror movies, is this a new franchise? Riedel. How could this be a new franchise? They killed him. Unless they bring him back. Like, In horror movies, they always that's bring true. him back. That's true. I don't see how this is... Uh... Freaky Saturday? Exactly. <laughs> Swapping Saturday. Oh. Swapping Saturday. Yeah. Yes. Saturday the 14th. <laughs> which I think so is actually that, a movie. Yeah. That's what uh, my parents used to say and then send me to my aunt's house. Oh. <laughs> To watch cartoons. But uh, yeah, the the mask, though, <laughs> I actually think the mask is a bad idea, but we can get into that later. So, Oh, he has opinions. Jeez. Maybe maybe he has a fix. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Maybe. Lady one, what, did you, what did you think of the paper mache mask? Didn't love how it didn't really go with his outfit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like it was, there were two very different ideas when putting the mask on and picking out the clothes. Like, they did yeah. not go together. Like, did you all in school do the paper mache mask out of a half milk carton? Uh, or was that just my broke-ass school? <laughs> I don't remember what we used, but <laughs> definitely did the paper mache mask. Yeah, yeah. I did something. I don't know. But then they just put them all in the hallway, and they're all these weird, creepy, painted faces in yeah. the hallway. I feel like we just like put them on balloons, and they were like, paint a face on it. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, maybe like a funny fix would have been him going into one of those art classes. And being like, <laughs> to make a new one? Yeah, yeah you, it's this intense scene of him paper macheing a new mask. Like he's in, it's yeah. got like in, intense music. An indirect nod to Maid when he's painting the pottery. Yeah. Oh, Vince Vaughn. Mm. Okay, it's time to move on to everyone's favorite segment. Lady One, why don't yeah. you give us the Fresh Hot Stats? Freaky is certified fresh at 83% on Rotten Tomatoes. Ooh, ooh okay. Yeah, like real fresh. People love it. I That's because there's nothing out. <laughs> when they put the certified on it, I'm always like, whoa. And then, yeah. uh, it's fine. It's fine. We'll get into it. Yeah. The movie debuted in theaters on Friday the 13th of November. Yikes. Ooh. 
brilliant. As we mentioned, it had a small budget. It was like five or six million dollars and it made 3.6 in theaters its first weekend, which Ooh. for that's the a hit. Play, yeah, that's it's a, a hit big now. deal. Yeah, it has grossed more than 13 million worldwide Whoa. in various box offices. So like hooray for a, a movie that actually did some business in theaters. Profitable during the pandemic. But then it also made its way to VOD, which is how I saw it, mm-hmm. uh, where people could safely rent it from the comfort of their home for 20 bucks. And <laughs> uh, it seems like it debuted pretty strongly. It was the top rented movie on Fandango the weekend it came out. It was fourth on Google Play and sixth on Apple TV. There's a whole bunch of other ways you could watch it. I watched it on Prime. Hmm. Me too, for what it's worth. Plug for Prime. Yeah. The thing is, all the time I am buying shit on Amazon and I'm like, no, send it to me in two weeks so I can get those sweet, sweet credits. And then I spend it all on movies. Uh, That's like a hack. Yes. Everyone, you learned about that hack (laughs) on Screen Fix. I was like, I don't need it yet, but I do need $3 of digital downloads. You know, sometimes we do say that this show should be called Life Fix. (laughs) We have never said that. (laughs) Do not listen to anything we tell you to do. We are bad influences. All right. All right, here we go. Yeah, number one movie during a pandemic. Profitable. Just Mm -hmm. like these Blum, Blum, Bloom, Bloomhouse movies. All right, so anyway, moving right along. Uh, before we just start fixing, let's go ahead and I will give you a quick and dirty plot summary brought to us by Movie Pooper, Movie Pooper, where they wipe away the excess. Here's your one pinch summary. Got another one. Got another one. Here we go. <clears throat> Teenager Millie Kessler sees herself as ordinary and has a strained relationship with her mother, Paula, and older sister, Charlene. <laughs> Charlene is such a trashy name. Charlene and Millie, it kind of works, though. Charlene, Charlene and Millie. They should have been in a trailer. Come in for supper. Right, <laughs> oh. Teenager Millie Kessler sees herself as ordinary and has a strained relationship with her mother, Paula, and older sister, Charlene. <laughs> After the death of her father a year earlier, Millie is attacked at school by notorious serial killer, the Blissfield Butcher, who stabs her with an ancient dagger (laughs) called La Dola that causes them to switch bodies. Freaky Friday. As Millie the Butcher is able to commit murders without arousing suspicion, as the Butcher, Millie has to convince her best friends Josh and Nyla to help her turn back to normal before midnight or else the switch will be irreversible. They also convince Millie's crush Booker as to who she is and after they capture Butcher Millie they attempt to get the dagger from the police station they succeed but Butcher escapes and goes to the old town mill where the homecoming dance is taking place that was a homecoming dance? Yeah, because yeah, they canceled the dance because they she got attacked. And so the kids were like, uh, we're going to have our own. Where should we do it? And she was like, uh, the okay. mill. Gotcha. The mill where there's just fucking chainsaws hanging out. Yeah, yeah. it's fine. <laughs> Definitely go gather there. And where jocks forget they're athletic and get murdered easily. Mm-hmm. All right, here we go. I was so mad that they weren't running. I'm like, you're a jock. You run all the time. Run. Literally anyway. wearing their varsity jackets and they've forgotten how to run. <laughs> Maybe they were wrestlers. Maybe they are supposed to go forward. They should have just gotten low. Grapple. <laughs> yeah. It would have been even worse for her. Like, she's still like a high school girl. Yeah. Like, literally, they should have been able to incapacitate her quickly. Right, anyway. The friends manage to catch the butcher and help Millie return to her normal body before the police shoot the butcher. She and Booker also share their first kiss, which was the kiss where it was Vince Vaughn kissing a, a boy. Yeah. yeah. Although, was he really, though? He sticks his hand up on the guy's face, and that's part of the gag, but... Oh, cheap. <laughs> I know. Well, I wanted to see Tom. I wanted to see that, I'm, like... I just want to know how committed Vince Vaughn is to this premise. Mm. That's what I, I wanted. Know. I know. I wanted to see that 20-year-old boy kiss that 60-year-old man with Tom. <laughs> <laughs> is Vince Vaughn that... Is he 60? No, no way. No, he can't be. He was like, hey, big boy, grab La Dola. So gross. He's fifty. <laughs> All right, fine. It doesn't make it any less gross. No, it's still. It's, ooh, ooh. The butcher survives and goes to attack the Kessler women in their home. They manage to overpower him eventually before Millie impales him with a broken table leg, ending his murder spree once and for all. And that is the plot of Freaky. All right, so we're gonna fix this freaking thing, this freaky thing. <laughs> before we do that, let's be nice to these people. Yes. A lot of people work on a movie. Thousands of people work on a movie, even these low-budget things. Things. 
low budget productions <laughs> even these low budget productions let's say something that we liked about the movie before we fix it so i'm gonna let you go first lady one why don't you tell us one thing that you liked about freaky so this is very broad strokes but in general i just enjoyed the idea of a horror comedy that was like, no, no, this is a horror movie. It's just also funny. But it's not making fun of horror movies. You know what I mean? It's not like Scream. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if anything, it was paying homage because there was the, like, the hook from... Mm-hmm. I know what you did last summer and there was like a few things I saw in there where I was like okay yeah. that's been in a lot of horror movies even you could say the chainsaw like yeah. okay oh, totally. chainsaw mm-hmm. it definitely respects horror yeah. I guess you would picture that from Christopher Landon doing all those paranormal a- activities and stuff mm-hmm. he's it's basically his like that's where he made his bread and butter yeah yeah all right awesome I liked it for that reason as well mm. guest David Riedel mm. from Spoiler Peace Theater such an excellent podcast. They talk about multiple films. It is outstanding. I have listened to it. I think it's great. They are so funny. They're so engaging, especially Riedel. Wow. And, I can't live up to this shit. <laughs> and also, Megan Kearns, your, mm-hmm. one of your co-hosts that has been on this show as well. Check the back out. Project Power. Yeah. Project Power. All right. So tell us, what is one thing you liked about Freaky? Wow. Is there anything I liked about Freaky? <laughs> um, one thing. Okay. No. I, yeah. <laughs> You know, it looked pretty good for being low budge and all that stuff. Um, they knew what they were doing. They knew what they wanted to do with camera and lighting and all that stuff. And uh, and they did it. Mm-hmm. Plus, it's easier to do now than it used to be because, you know, film exposures aren't what they, you know, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> all right. So this movie, <laughs> the best thing about it, it looks fine. All right, cool. So here we go. <laughs> yeah, right. wow. That's not much of an endorsement, is yeah, it? Jesus. It's okay. At least it's, you didn't it's shift fine. into it. And it's not what we're it. here for. It's, yeah. yeah I mean, JC. Oh, yeah. That's yes. what I always do. JC. Yes. What did you like about Freaky? You know what I liked? I liked Vince Vaughn in a comedy where he's not just playing schlubby f- fast talker. Mm. Are talking enough? Am I interested? I'm not really interested. Should I play like I'm interested, but I'm not that interested? But I think she might be interested. But do I want to be interested? But now she's not interested. Uh, you know, like that. I liked that it was Vince Vaughn not doing Vince Vaughn shtick. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. I loved watching him branch out. He was still funny, but he was doing something different. It was a nice change of pace. Yeah. It was a wonderful change of pace, exactly. Okay, so now that that shit is out of the way, that nice garbage. Boo. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> I would say that what we're doing next is actually nice. Constructively fixing. Mm-hmm. Someone's creative vision that they painstakingly worked on. For- yeah, anyway. Forever? <clears throat> it's fine. What do you say, everybody? Huh. We fix this movie. What do you say? Yeah, let's fucking do yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Freaky. <laughs> What's that noise? Freaky. That's a bed. There you go. That's a bed squeaking. Oh. Yeah. Oh, because oh, they're getting freaky. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Freaky. Yeah. I've, mm. See, I've had a memory foam mattress for too long. I forget about that sound. <laughs> Her freaky wow. just sounds like this. You can hear nothing. <laughs> nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's wild stuff happening, but you can't hear shit. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it's fixing time. Oh my god, it's a slaughterhouse. Lady one, huh. what is your first fix for memory foam freaky? <laughs> okay. So my first fix for freaky has to Ooh. do with what I feel like is a missed opportunity for additional humor. Mm. So comedy. They find out like <laughs> suspiciously fast what they have to do to switch them back. And the deadline is very soon. And we're just rushing through this, right? Wasn't it just from like a Spanish teacher? A Spanish teacher and a Google search and boom, figured it out. <laughs> kids yeah. these days, they're so smart. They're so plugged in. Um, so they know like that night they got to switch their bodies back. So Millie is like in the butcher's body. He's like, okay, well, we got to do this. I got to get my body back. That's what I need. But I feel like in general, there could have been a lot more humor about how somebody else is in charge of her body right now. And they're also trying to get this person. So I think it would be funnier if she was constantly worried about the damage being inflicted on her body. Like her friends are chasing (laughs) down the butcher in Millie. When they're in, when they finally get her, when she's about to kill Booker in the like, glow haunted house type of thing millie in the butcher's body takes a like golf club and just smashes her in the face to knock her down to save booker and i just Mm. think it would be so much funnier and in that moment we just see vince vaughn knock a teenage girl out and just be like oh my god i'm so sorry like i hope that's gonna be okay i don't want that to leave a mark it's right Mm. there like that's gonna be her body later that night so they take her back right to the house she's being held hostage like her friends are tying her up so it'd be funny if they would be like they're about to leave like 
like don't do anything that's going to break a bone. Don't do anything that's going to affect me long term. Like don't break anything when they're leaving. Like and I think it would be a lot funnier if she was trying to take this girl down and also trying not to hurt her. Yeah, that'd be really funny. Like imagine if like it knocked one of her teeth out. Oh no. And she was like, she was like, my mom paid 20 yeah. grand for those. Like it's, like, it's going to be senior <laughs> portraits next week. No. <laughs> <laughs> it would be hilarious if they, then they show the senior portrait yeah. and she looks completely yeah. fucked up, all beat up. Oh my God, it's a slaughterhouse. David Riedel mm. from Spoiler Peace Theater. Oh my God, what else can I say about this podcast? Just check it out. Available on all your podcatchers. Spoiler Peace Theater. Run to it. Mm-hmm. Plug it in. Go for a jog with it. Yep. Take a sensual bath with it. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Listen to the Riedel's voice and just drift away <laughs> in those soapy, soapy sods. Yeah. I mean, I don't really have a radio voice, but sure. It's like pretend it's sexy. <laughs> it's not a radio voice. It's a bedroom voice. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Speaking of freaky. Yeah. All right. What is your first fix for Freaky? My first fix is that Vince Vaughn and Catherine Newton don't seem to be playing the same characters once they swap bodies. And so I think that we, the creative team, your Christopher Landons, for example, could have paid a little more attention to, hey, Mm -hmm. you, act more like Vince Vaughn. (laughs) Hey, you, act more like Catherine Newton instead of being like a kind of a stereotypical take on a 17-year-old girl with like the high-pitched screaming and the, you know. (laughs) That kind of bugs me the whole movie. And I think Catherine Newton comes off better than, I mean, Vince Vaughn's performance is fine. It's, you know. It's kind of fun. But it's basically like Jack Black in Jumanji, who I actually think does a better job of, yeah. of acting like his girl counterpart character. Yeah. Ah. So anyway, Vince Vaughn just kind of plays it like a stereotypical, you know, the, I feel like there's not much imagination in his performance, even though he does really kind of play it to the hilt, to his credit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the run. Think, the run is the best. Part. Yeah. The running is the best. <laughs> I, I know, um, later on, you had mentioned the running. Yeah. I think part of the problem is that when you were first introduced to him, when he kills the four kids at the beginning of the movie, he's wearing a mask. Mm-hmm. You don't see his face at all. You barely see his face before he kills or attempts to kill Millie. Yeah. She really could do anything, if you think about it. Think that she does malevolence pretty well. But him, it's kind of like, I just don't know if you're the same person. Yeah. So my fix would be like, fucking study go go hang out for two weeks <laughs> yeah and get to know each other yeah. and then i know it's only 35 you know 35 day shoot and we only have five million dollars but let's put you know a couple k toward you guys having breakfast every day for two weeks yeah. no i like it it's definitely something this thank movie you. was missing thank exactly. you exactly solid also i I'm, they could make that like a bonus feature for the vod release it's just like watch them have breakfast throughout the shoot i'd love to <laughs> that's I'd right. also watch them bond and get to know each other i think that'd be great you know it's funny i was actually <laughs> watching some of like some bonus stuff yeah. from the movie and vince vaughn actually mentions that he didn't see a lot of her scenes until the movie you know you know i mean obviously that's how movies are done but like so much of the movie does not involve them in the same place yeah, it's true that ah. they're not spending a lot of time together like at all mm. Like, like they're not on set the same day. They're not, they're really not spending time together because they're apart for, it's basically two, two movies yeah. until there's the one scene where she gets stabbed and then the other scene where they capture him and he's in the house. Yeah. So I, I wonder how much time that they did spend. Not enough. It seems you know, like they should have so. taken that into consideration. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Totally agree. Directorial shortcoming. Mm-hmm. We need Ooh. the bonus feature breakfast. Yes. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> then, then of course you have to wonder: Is it more interesting to watch them have breakfast than to watch Freaky? And if it's more <laughs> interesting to watch them have breakfast, then you're kind of fucked. <laughs> so. Oh my God! It's a slaughterhouse. JC, yes. What's your first fix for Freaky? My thought actually goes along with a lot of the thoughts that have already been posed here. Mm-hmm. I was also hoping for a little bit more of the juxtaposition and the contrast of big man in a teen girl mm-hmm. and then teen girl in a large man um, from not just the jokey side. So uh, first of all, to one of the points that David made, it's like Ooh. Millie's character, there's nothing that really establishes her mm-hmm. as one thing. Like she needed to either be like a clumsy nerd that nobody likes and has like weird hair and no style. You know what I mean? Yeah. She just need to be a clumsy nerd or or the most popular girl in school who's absolutely hot, treats everybody like shit and is a bitch. Mm. 
they don't even like really establish her character that well. Mm-hmm. Is Millie a cock gobbler? Like the <laughs> like the graffiti in the bathroom? Or is she the only beaver nobody wants? <laughs> you know, is she gobbling cock right. or do people want her beaver? I have no idea. Like <laughs> Do people want her beaver? You These heard it here. These are the questions we're asking. <laughs> These are the <laughs> Jesus Christ. People from work listen to this. Well, that's your problem. <laughs> <sighs> So, yeah, like, I just feel like they did a terrible job of establishing her character, which doesn't give Vince Vaughn much meat Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to act like that character. Not necessarily the actress, but, like, to act like an absolute popular girl in school bitch or to be, like, some really awkward, clumsy nerd. Mm -hmm. She's just girl. And that's something that is a real problem. Now, on the other side, when the killer is in Millie, She has nothing to act off of either. In fact, she's very uneven. At first, she's someone that says nothing, very like, very Spartan, will say very few words, usually something very direct. But then later on, she's like saying whole paragraphs about how that guy is a loser that makes her pussy dry or whatever the hell. Like, (laughs) Like all of a sudden, the killer becomes Chatty Cathy out of nowhere. And then even like, when the killer needs to starts like acting like a girl to try to save his life and doing a good job of it and but nothing has been established that he would do a good job of that Mm -hmm. he's like this one note killer who's like a a ban of few words guy so even his character all over the place and my fix for his character though is they need to just establish him i want them to establish him not as just some guy that walks around and stalks with a mask on Mm -hmm. because that's where they ran into a problem. They couldn't make Millie silent the whole movie, mm-hmm. which is what yeah. the killer was at first. Yeah, definitely. So mm-hmm. make him a smooth-talking killer Ooh, who like goes to bars, smooth-talks women. Oh, and that's then infinitely creepier, too. So much creepier. Then murders them. Just make him more of like a con man, smooth talking killer. Yeah. And then she has, you know, when the killer is in the girl's body, now she's like dressed like a badass and she's got badass things to say mm-hmm. because that's what he is as a killer. He's a smooth talker. And she goes from this awkward nerd, right? Mm-hmm. Barely speaks, weird hair, and actually the beaver nobody wants <laughs> <laughs> to. Badass, smooth-talking killer. Yeah. And that gives her character more meat as well, like something to act off of. That's what I wanted. Those are my two fixes for those two characters. And, uh, yeah, I hope you like them. (laughs) 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 I like it. Yeah. Yeah. I think it makes it a little scarier, too, if he's just like, you know, Ted Bundy-esque. So much scarier. Yeah. Like, I don't think I would like it. It would be so much scarier. (laughs) Yeah, it'd probably be a different movie. You'd probably be removing a lot of the comedy there. That's one way you can go with it. If you want to make her the nerd, if you want to make her the most popular girl in school, then make her go from, like, rich, popular girl in school, put her in this broke old man's body, and the mistreatment of her that she's not used to because she's used to having everything handed to her and people treating her like the most popular girl in school... Mm Make that to where it almost does make her into a murderer. Oh, God. Hmm. But the second way is more of a social commentary. Mm. Hey, there's room for social commentary in your horror movies, <laughs> Dawn of the Dead. You know? mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. so that's my, I, I think I, I probably snuck in a bonus fix. But anyway, <laughs> that's my fix. That's my first fix. I hope you guys like it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It's a slaughterhouse. <laughs> Lady Juan, do you have a second fix for Freaky? What if I didn't? What if I was like, no? David Riedel <laughs> from... <laughs> All right, fine. Um, okay. okay. My second fix has to do with the other kids in her high school. So this movie, like, I'm saying this in a way that is not derogatory. It is living in the world of horror movie cliches. Yes. Yeah, like the mean kids in school are like cardboard cutouts mm-hmm. as far as character development goes. The The mean girl makes fun of her for being poor, even though her clothes seem fine and her house seems fine yeah, that's what i mean like, um, she's such a normal yeah, person yeah the jocks make fun of her for being ugly even though she's blonde and thin and conventionally not attractive yeah she's not yeah. ugly and <laughs> yeah, not at all anyway in general i think it would have been better for the movie if the bullying is one just better quality stuff that they're throwing at her than these like weak sort of pseudo bully things that we're getting and also give it like 
make it happen now. I don't know. I'm old now. I don't know that like this <laughs> is how kids bully each other anymore. I'm pretty sure it's way worse now. And like social media means that you are yeah, constantly now it's all online. surrounded yeah. by bullies. Even You can't even go home to get away from it. So I think that that would have made it a more modern story. I think it would have made these mean kids way less likable. Because right now, like they're kind of jerks, but like they're not that bad. They're not making her miserable. But like if they yeah. were making her miserable, then those basically revenge kills would be so much more satisfying. So yeah. I think it would be better if, for example, the kids are making fun of her on social media. Uh, we get into Snapchat and Instagram a little bit in this movie, but not enough for it to be high school kids in 2020. They literally live in this. I think if she you know, wakes up the next morning after they've switched bodies and if the school has like they've started a homecoming Snapchat story. So it's a story that everyone can add to. And this story is just all about how nobody cares that she got attacked by the butcher, like making fun Ooh. of her. She's being overdramatic. Ooh, like, it, like if the butcher in her body wakes up to all these notifications on her phone because they're tagging her in these stories and these updates, they're dragging her. They're they're being so mean to this girl, <laughs> being horrible. She's so lame. The Blissfield butcher didn't even want to kill right? her. Right? Like nobody, <laughs> nobody could even be bothered with this girl. And then like the butcher's literally just sitting there in this teen girl's body looking at the phone and being like, oh, well, this is a great list of people to go after. And oh, they all have geotags turned on. So great. He can just use that as essentially his victim list instead of like the popular girl talks to him for two seconds at school and he's like, well, now I'm going to kill her. It would be so much scarier and like satisfying too if he's stalking their kid, these kids off their social media posts trashing Millie and the kids are also going to think like it's Millie like taking revenge yeah. on them for bullying her yeah, yeah. Like, otherwise That's why are nice they like twist. why is Millie trying to kill me like why is this girl but they know like they've been horrible to her so her coming for them makes sense to them without them knowing the butcher is in her Ooh. Yeah. and then she gets in trouble it's like the police want Millie and the the cop mm -hmm. sister's like what my sister yeah I have to go try to arrest my sister for murder? Yeah. That's not like her. Pretty crazy. <laughs> murder, that's not like her. <laughs> she doesn't bash people's skulls murder. in. What is this? That's not like her. <laughs> yeah. You know what? That's a, that's a great fix because not only do they do the bullies, they're not mean enough, uh -uh. but like when the butcher is killing the one quote unquote bitchy one. Yeah. She's actually like being nice to Millie. Yeah, she was like at that point. Yeah. She she yeah. De she like lowered her like mean facade and was like, okay, well, like what's going on here? And like Millie in that moment, the butcher in Millie just has one second of taking pleasure in it, where she's like, is this safe? Probably not, and then closes it. But it's like this we've seen in like the one little bit we get to see of the butcher before. He's enjoying murdering these people, and that was so like lame. He just like shuts her in a cryo freezer and walks away. By the way, why is there a cryo freezer at the high school? Oh, my God. I actually had this question. Yeah. I was like, so where is this yeah. Blissfield town? And why is it so rich? It has a cryo chamber. <laughs> two of them. Two of mm -hmm. them. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> why get one when you could get two for twice the price? Good good question. Yeah. Me. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys, too. We all. It sounds like we were all like, what's the, what the fucking cryo freezer? Weird. That's weird. It's a wealthy, wealthy school. Blissfield. Right, blissfully wealthy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know. The showers in my gym didn't even have hot water, and these people have cryo chambers <laughs> in their gym, and it just made my pee pee look even smaller. Ooh! Oh my God, it's a slaughterhouse. David Riedel mm. from Spoiler Piece Theater, the ultimate podcast for people who are interested in the latest films with commentary that is always engaging and in-depth, especially from co-host Riedel. Why don't you share with us your second fix for Freaky? Oh, okay. I just want to say first, though, thank you for working my name in as many times as you have. <laughs> Repetition, that's how people will learn. It yeah. is. But yeah. I, I don't know if this is a fix so much as it is a gripe. Okay. Um, okay. I think I have a way to fix this, though. Okay. Oh, great. Okay. So as we were saying earlier, this is a horror comedy with emphasis on both. It's not like a send up, mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I feel like the horror sometimes is so horrific. Maybe I'm just an old person now <laughs> because I, I want to you know stress my horror movie bona fides like Watching Friday the 13th, all of those, and, you know, what's the one where they cut off the guy's fingers, um, burning, the burning, Jason Alexander's in that one. Um, 
Do you remember that one? Okay. <laughs> so anyway, I, I love that shit. Just death and mayhem and ooh, yeah. yeah. But when they saw... Uh, can I spoil yes. this? Because this is what I... Yeah. When they saw Alan Ruck in half with the <laughs> table saw, which, yeah. by the way, you can see coming a mile yeah. away. That's a gripe. Yeah. yeah. It's so awful and just so nasty. I really, I really thought it was kind of tasteless, especially considering when she kills all the jocks. You know, part of the point is that these asshole jocks who are probably like date rapists in their private uh-huh. life, why doesn't why doesn't you, why don't we see them, you know, getting their nuts chopped off yeah. with the chainsaw? Yeah. I mean, if we're going to go for it, fucking go for mm-hmm. it. I guess that's sort of a gripe. And that would be my fix to just like make Have all of the, the violence balls get chopped. <laughs> Have the individual <laughs> yeah. testicles get chopped off. That's that's my fix. Cut off in, their nuts in graphic <laughs> detail. I'm just saying if you're going to, you know, make it if you're going to saw somebody in half, then why not just like everything is on screen? Because I mean, yeah. you, you, sawing somebody in half is pretty fucking gross. You've already gone there. You remember uh, the uh, the end ish of Evil Dead Two when Ash cuts up the witch from the basement, and you mm-hmm. see all the body parts flying. Mm-hmm. Now that's done for laughs. Blah 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 blah. Yeah. The non laughs version of that, yeah. I guess, is what I'm saying when you're killing those kids. Gotcha. So okay. I've I've watched it a second time now, and Ooh. I think I think the reason why that kill in particular doesn't really play is because. We've slowed our murder pace down too much. Like this movie mm. starts strong where they're like, bam, gross kill, bam, gross kill, bam, gross kill. So the point where like I like we were JC, we were like messaging back and forth watching this movie. And I was like, the least inventive kill has been somebody's head getting smashed in a toilet seat. And that like I meant that as a compliment, like that's the least inventive is. Like, and that was like, oh, it was brutal. Like we start so yeah. strong and then we stop. And like we like pause and, and we do the switching thing and like we're working on that. And then like honestly freezing the popular girls. It's the inverse of uh, the Final Destination tanning bed scene. But it's, it's nowhere near as upsetting because she just falls apart. She just <laughs> she inverse. cartoon style crumbles into pieces. And yes. it's just like, well, that's it, it's so not gross. It's in the trailer because it's just it's not graphic at all because she does. It doesn't feel like she's a person anymore and then we jump to this That's true and we've been so far removed from like graphic violence that all of a sudden this happening like you said it is telegraphed that it's going to mm-hmm. go down this way you've just you've lost your pace so it doesn't work because we've just stopped with our graphic violence and then we do again we kind of stop again for a while it's i think the task of the movie having to bounce back and forth between butcher in millie sadistically murdering people and Millie and Butcher just trying to figure out what the fuck to do, you lose your pace of kills. It doesn't hit right because of that. And I think that's really what the issue is. I dig it. Do I make sense? You made me, you made my fix sound better. Thank you. That's what we do here on Screen Gripes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, on Spoiler Piece, all of my ideas are half-baked and the other two are there to make me sound like not the idiot I am. So, you know. And they picked you for our show. <laughs> That's right. They like, were like, you like, fucking deal with him. So They're like, what show? I never heard yeah. that fucking show. Give him Riedel. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, they were doing their own fix of Spoiler Piece. Oh. They're like, go go interact with two other podcast hosts and bring up your game. And then they need to socialize you. Yeah, exactly. Oh. <laughs> Man, I just like really took myself yeah, down. You Jeez. Did. <laughs> it's okay. It is it is a recurring theme on the show each week that I can't refer to characters' names. I have to refer to the actors because I don't ever remember character names or you I mean know. when someone is too famous, you you just can't. Yeah. Like, it's, it's it's Vince Vaughn. It's yeah. not yes. Yeah. 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 I mean the movie yeah. didn't even give him a name. He's just a butcher. Yeah. He didn't even have a name. That's true. <laughs> I didn't even think yeah. about that. That's like, like what if his any... name was like Eddie Roberts. There you go. Eddie Roberts, the Blissfield Butcher. Could have been. Could have been. Well, if they knew his name, they would would catch him, probably. Well, do you think he's getting mail to the old mill? Like, do you think (laughs) his his driver's license is up to date? I don't understand. Yeah, Blissfield Butcher, care of the old mill. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, it's a slaughterhouse. All right, anybody want to ask me? No. <laughs> can, can the guest ask? Yes, you can ask. Yes, please. Okay, uh, JC, what's your second fix? Look, man, if you're auditioning for a job, <laughs> I'm just kidding. 
Sorry. No, uh, thank you very much for <laughs> asking me about my fix. It's very polite. You are a polite guest. Just like all the other polite co-hosts on Spoiler Peace Theater, make sure that you check out Spoiler Peace Theater on all of your podcatchers, Spotify, Stitcher, and the rest of them. Rate, review, and subscribe. Yeah, do that. And if they have a Patreon, give them some money. We do have a Patreon, patreon.com slash spoiler piece, yeah. which you probably could have guessed. Pays out. All right, here we, go. <laughs> <laughs> we just We just waste your money. I'm sure they do something constructive with it. Last episode, we bought a robot. All right, anyway, here we go. <laughs> no joke. <laughs> a pervy robot. Okay, here is my last fix. So the movie essentially ends when they swap the bodies back. Yes. And then Vince Vaughn is shot. Multiple times. I just said Vince Vaughn. I don't see the picture either. So I have your same problem. So Vince Vaughn is shot multiple times. He's in the ambulance. He's going bye bye. Then the movie keeps on going. Did you, are you laughing because I said bye bye? He's going bye bye. <laughs> so he's so he go bye bye and yeah. uh, <laughs> oh my god. I don't even have an excuse. I don't. I don't even have kids. No, just, you're just weird. So. Then the movie continues. So I actually love this in movies where you think it's over and you're like, oh, it's keep. Okay. I actually love that when it's over and I I look and I'm like, there's still 20 minutes. (laughs) Mm. So that happens and I'm like, oh, there's going to be a twist. Mm -hmm. But there's not. Yeah. He just shows up at their house and tries to kill her. Yeah. I'm like, that's not. There was no twist. I was waiting for something like it almost ruined the movie for me. It was so predictable that I was like, wow, like Mm -hmm. that's what they did. Yeah. Yeah. You don't even get the pleasure of seeing him kill the ambulance crew. No, nothing. He just shows back up to kill her. Seemingly unfazed from the two gunshots to the chest. Yes. Not even bullet holes or blood (laughs) on his T-shirt. Nothing. Yeah, it's right. true. His yeah. shirt has regenerated. Yeah. So, yeah. So I thought that, to me, that almost killed the whole movie yeah. for me. I was like, are you kidding me? It's a weak ending. They didn't think of anything creative mm-hmm. to do. So here is my fix. Ooh. So her sister is in the ambulance with Vince Vaughn, and she's the cop. So she's got to make sure that this criminal gets to the hospital. But what she's got with her as well, next to her, is the dagger, because she needs that for evidence. Because she's, she's the only cop in town. Apparently. Apparently in this town that can only afford one cop but has two cryo chambers. (laughs) Yeah. We know where their priorities are. We know. (laughs) Hey, you know what? Blissfield defunded the police and it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) So now we're going to go back to the house just like what happens in the regular movie. But Mm -hmm. who comes walking in but the cop's sister? She's acting normal. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's in the hospital. They're going to transfer him to some prison. She mm-hmm. shows back up. They start eating dinner, right? It's kind of normal, right? And like, okay, uh-huh. whatever. She's still in her cop suit. She's, <laughs> she's, she's just <laughs> eating dinner because she because she shows up right when dinner's ready. You know, like like everyone's deadbeat sibling does that shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, are you guys, is it, is it meatloaf night? Oh. <laughs> I didn't I, know. I'll stay for meatloaf night. I'll cool. stay for meatloaf night. <laughs> I'll stay for meatloaf night. It's so good. I want meatloaf now. Exactly. Shows up for meatloaf night. And then all of a sudden, Millie notices something weird about cop sister. Maybe like her sister is a vegetarian. But oh, but stays for meatloaf night. Right. Red yeah. flag. But slices off a piece of meatloaf and takes a bite. And Millie's like, okay, this is not my sister. And they both kind of realize that at the same time, they both grab knives off of the table. <gasps> Ooh, wow. They have them a good old-fashioned knife fight. Oh, God. Wow. (laughs) It's sisters fighting. Cling, clang, cling, clang, clang. Then the cop has Millie dead to rights. The knife, (gasps) it's slowly going into the skin. Owie! He's already already (laughs) knocked out Mama. Bam! Clocked her. But she was already a little bit tipsy anyway. Right as the knife is going in, of course... The butcher shows up with a mm-hmm. sister inside the body. She escapes somehow. You actually see the cuffs still dangling off her hand. She somehow, yeah. she somehow busted the cuffs or whatever. You're like, okay, she escaped. We don't need yeah. to go in, into those details. She's and a cop. Throws her off Millie and <laughs> punches her out. Boom. Then there's some quippy one-liner that's really funny. Fade out. Yeah. That would have been far more interesting than just like Vince Vaughn escapes the ambulance off screen yeah. and yes. shows up. 
Yes. Yeah. He just lumbers back in once again. No. Yes. No, yes. your fix is much better. Plus, I want to see the two sisters fight. That would be awesome. And I want the like suspense of them sitting at the table. Mm. You know, Because right now, after what Millie's been through, she can't trust people. Hell no. No. So she's like, okay, my sister's here. She's... She's acting kind of normal right She's now. She's eating meatloaf, though. But then That's it's weird. like, wait a minute. Mom just cut a slice of meatloaf and put it on her plate, <laughs> and she was fine with it. Yeah. And it's totally that meatloaf that has the ketchup on the top. Oh. <laughs> like, this This mom doesn't do anything fancy with the meatloaf at all. She's a, she's a total ketchup mom. And... This thing is loaded with diced onions. Like, that's Ooh. that's the meatloaf it has. But anyway, that is my fix for the ending of Freaky. Much better. Yeah, Much it is better. better. An actual yeah. twist. Right? An actual twist instead of just shows up. Because the movie just, it ends, it feels like soon. And you're like, what? What? It's already midnight? It's already, it was, it, We've already finished? And yeah. So it feels like that third piece is going to be something exciting and like yes. a real twist and like, ooh. And uh, yeah, no, they totally just whiff on it. And your idea is so much better. True. True that. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> wow. It's almost like a, it's almost like we have a show. Yeah. <laughs> so without further ado, I think we should consider Freaky Screen Fix. Screen Fix. Fix. Yeah. Was I supposed to yell Screen Fix? Screen Fix. Yeah. yeah. We never tell anybody Sorry. that. We always forget. Because it's so cheesy to be like, by the way, say screen fix really goofy and long Yell with, it us. with us. <laughs> <laughs> and then laugh like Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> <laughs> Trivia fact uh, Pee Wee Herman was the voice of the spaceship in Fly of the Navigator. Yes, he was. Right. Speaking of the more you know, does anybody have a final thought for Freaky? Lady One, do you have a final thought? I do. My final thought had to do with something that just bothered me and felt like some inconsistency in this movie Ooh. so Mill- the whole reason millie gets attacked by the butcher is because she's waiting for her mom to pick her up from the game and we cut to the mom the mom is passed out on the couch there's some of a bottle of chardonnay left i have to mm-hmm. assume that that was the second bottle because that uh, that amount of chardonnay shouldn't have taken that lady out but <laughs> she's asleep she's asleep the sister comes home looks at the mom passed out on the couch god damn it answers the phone she's like she passed out on the couch again and so we are we are establishing in this moment that mom is still grieving dad and is drinking a little too much chardonnay and just a sad sad woman however this mom is so good at making breakfast that i cannot possibly accept that she is an alcoholic just <laughs> Ah. She is making French toast. She's making pancakes. She's peppy at work. She's just overly involved in her daughter's life. She's taking her to local theater productions. She just wants to be her daughter's best friend. That's not alcoholic mom. This is a different lady. This is just a different mom for the one scene. They couldn't think of another reason for the mom not to show up. It just, it didn't sit right. And I don't like that they besmirched Paula's name. I don't think she was an actually, actually an alcoholic. I think she no. just had one off night. And apparently makes killer <laughs> pancakes. Yeah. Maybe yeah. maybe she was having an off night because it was the first anniversary of Dad's it death. It should have been. God damn it. So That's my bad. final thought. No. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. The piggyback. Uh, Riedel, do you have any other final thought on Freaky? I mean, I didn't enjoy this enough to have too many <laughs> thoughts. Gotcha. So I, I was you. happy to piggyback on somebody else's. Perfect. All right. Go ahead. JC. Yes. Do you have one final thought yeah. about yes. Freaky? And then never speak of it again. All right. So a little uh, uh, <laughs> trivia since I'm Miss Trivia Man tonight. Oh. My final thought is that Chris Landon is the son of Michael Landon. Ooh. Michael Landon, who was in Bonanza and Little House on the Prairie and Touched by heaven. an Angel. Is that, I'm not Touched by an Angel. <laughs> Highway to Heaven. One of those like feel-good Jesus-y ones. You know what I mean? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. High, highway to Heaven. Yeah, was the name of that other show actually Touched by an Angel, though? There was one Touched by The one with and, Della Reese. And that wasn't a show about like a, a bad angel? No, it was about a good angel. <laughs> oh, but he's still touching people? Okay. Or she. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, it's about a molesting angel. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's it's an it's angel like... running around assaulting people. It was a hit for ABC at the time. Dateline angel. <laughs> Dateline angel. <laughs> oh, no. All right, so Lady One, why don't you bring us home? And we'll have a little treat for you after. 
Ooh. I'm just trying to get people past the past <laughs> on the other side part. of it. Yeah. Don't don't quit yet. You're so close. Um, <laughs> you can you can reach us here at the show by sending an email to screenfixpod at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram and Twitter at screenfixpod, and we are also on Facebook. Just search for Screenfix Podcast. You can listen to the show, of course, anywhere you listen to podcasts. Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Libsyn, all those fun things. Apple Podcasts, of course. Please, wherever you're listening, subscribe to the show. Leave us a rating. Write a review. Make it five stars. Please. <laughs> Please. Yeah, we need a, we need some good ones. You know, and like tell tell somebody that you listen to this. Please. <laughs> uh, we also have a Patreon. If you want to give us your money, that would be really, really great because we broke. <laughs> Riedel, why don't you give one more plug for Spoiler Piece? Tell everybody why they should give you a listen. Well, you should listen to Spoiler Piece because we're not wimps. We yeah. don't sit there and go like, I yeah. won't tell you about this movie because uh, you, you haven't seen it yet. Just no. fucking, if the movie's good enough, it doesn't matter if you know what happens. Yep. So just Spoil listen. That shit. Listen to the goddamn show. Go yeah. through the spoilers. Yeah. I mean, this is like the aggro version of a pitch for this podcast. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. But Cram uh, it yeah. Throat. But that's it. We just talk freely about you know what we're doing, uh, which is watching movies and talking about them. We talk freely about talking about movies. That yeah. doesn't make any sense. But it's just a lot of fun. Megan's a riot. Evans a riot. I'm mm. there. So you know, <laughs> it's a good time. You should check yeah. us out. It's yes. a great show. And again, Thank Megan you. has been on this show. Mm-hmm. Check her episode out, Project Power. And then check out Spoiler Piece Theater. <laughs> I am talking in this voice now. Can you all right, stop? here we go. Um, so <laughs> why don't we leave everybody with, I have a very special question for you all. Yes. If you could body swap into mm-hmm. anyone of the opposite gender, who would it be? Lady One, why don't you go? Chris Evans for filthy reasons. Oh, <laughs> man. Would you wear the sweater? Oh and nothing else. That is America's ass. <laughs> 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 oh, my God. David Riedel, if you could mm. body swap into any person of the opposite gender, who would it be? I guess it would be Chris Everett, the tennis player, because when you said Chris Evans, that's who I thought you meant first. <laughs> so, and, you know, have some Grand Slam titles under my belt. Rock. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. JC, what about you? Dolly Parton, 1982. All right. So stay tuned next time on Screen Fix when we will be fixing something else. It's either going to be something new or something from our new Razzies series where we are fixing worst picture winners. Uh-huh. Uh, who, who knows? You know, subscribe and you'll get it, whatever it is. Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. I'm going to actually look at you guys. Sorry. You son of a bitch. You haven't been looking this whole time? I never never do. You're a monster.